Welcome to a special edition of Good Karma Wrestling. Gabe Dodson from ESPN Milwaukee. With me today, Jonathan Hood from ESPN 1000 in Chicago. We'll still have our regular show. We'll have our regular show coming up on Thursday, but just too many things happening today, Jay Hood, that we needed to get some takes out right now. The biggest of which is that we now know the home for Monday Night Raw as starting in January 2025, Monday Night Raw is going to be airing on Netflix a reported 10-year, $5 billion with a B dollar deal for WWE. So they're going to be getting $500 million a year from Netflix to air Monday Night Raw, their flagship show. For the first time since 1993, in its inception, Raw is not going to be available over linear television. Okay, so Netflix want to be able to expand their subscriber growth because Netflix revenue growth in the previous four quarters, it was at 2.7, then 3.7, then 1.9, and then 5.9. That's as of late as December of 2023. So you talk about trying to expand your growth uh, as a company. Why not go to WWE? And so smart on their part. But, but the thing that I thought about first when it came across our Twitter, Gabe, was um, so Netflix is not, has not really been in the live sports business, let alone the live business of saying we have a show. They tried it once. I think it was, wasn't it Love is Blind? They tried it through a unit mm-hmm. and it was a disaster. Yes. By the time you get to 2025, they should be able to get the bugs out and be able to put this platform on. But they've never done anything live before. This is why it's interesting. Yeah. So the one thing they did live recently, they did the Netflix Cup where they took people from um, their PGA Tour series that they did, um, uh, Full Swing, and then Drive to Survive from with some F1 people. They played a golf thing. They had you know people commentating on it. That seemingly went okay and didn't have like the, the disastrous like issues with the live stream where they're tweeting out, hey, we're working on the we're working on this. It's gonna be please just hang with us. So it seems like they're making progress in that arena. But yeah, like you said, I mean they've got almost a full calendar year in which to figure this out. And this is I mean, it's a huge swing for WWE, but at the same time. How do you not take that leap of faith with Netflix, one of the most popular streaming you know, subscriber sites, and $500 million per year? I'm, I'm really curious to see how this all works out. Is Netflix going to sell advertising? Are they going to sell commercials to be a part of this? And, and Monday Night Raw is still going to be familiar to us the way we watch it on USA? Or are they going to have some flexibility and we get to see more fuller matches instead of matches that happen during commercial breaks? I, I, I think it's... We, we talked about them going and doing a number of different things. I thought Netflix was kind of in the back of everyone's mind. And now that it's in the forefront, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how this plays out for WWE. And again, the money just makes it a no-brainer. Yeah, so you're out of the ratings of revenue business when you go to Netflix, right? Because you have to mm-hmm. quarter hours and all this other stuff. It's a stream. And maybe, it's a, maybe it goes back to being a two-hour show, which it should be. Maybe it's a three-hour show. Who knows what that format's going to be? Oh, it could be two and a half hours. Like you don't have to, you can literally do whatever you want because you're not, you're not beholden to, okay, well now it's got to start right at seven o'clock and it has to end. Okay. Can we go to USA? Can we ask for a five minute overrun? If we happen to go long, you don't have to do any of that. You're realistically, there's more, you would think creative freedom by going to Netflix. And and whatever the, uh, the sponsors that they already have. And by the way, Gabe Knight, so let me just tell you, 
what the WWE is doing as far as how many sponsors, how many partners they have, it's amazing. This is what the territory promos want to do years and years ago. They wish they could have, you know, a, a, a jewelry company. They wish they could be part of a soda company. They wish they could be able to have uh, no, no, the candy, all the stuff that the WWE is uh, in partnership with. All these promoters in the past wish they have it. And look at what it is now. You look at a, a pay-per-view, you look at a Raw and SmackDown, and these all these, these sponsorships that they have, they could bring all that to Netflix. But I think the elephant in the room is this. I think that we need to figure out how limiting this will be for the audience. Because and here's the here's the question. Even with the National Football League, the juggernaut that it is, when it came to Thursday night football, what was the high? Maybe 15 million, and I might be a little bit mm -hmm. high on that, but there, it was not as many people as you'd say you get on traditional um, television, the CBS, the NBC, ABC, Fox. They tried this Amazon thing for a couple of years, and it's it's had some success, but I think that the audience is not really there as much as they thought it would be because people have to find Amazon. They've got to log in. They've got to subscribe to the channel. So that's my question. The, red, the regular wrestling fan that gets the rabbit ears or watches on the app or watches on the usa network and now something they've been watching since 1993 is gone and now it's to netflix what kind of audience do you have from the beginning with that yeah that, that's gonna be fascinating but also it's easier i mean how many people probably consume monday night raw through DVR during the football season because they're watching Monday Night Football. I think you, you don't have to set your DVR. It's just automatically going to be there when you pull up Netflix. I, it's going to be interesting to see what those numbers are. And then, I mean, I, I don't know how Nielsen gets involved with all the streamer things and all that. Like, I mean, we just saw the NFL and NBC take a victory lap because they were super proud of the $23 million, or excuse me, 23 million people that they got to watch the Peacock-only uh, wildcard game a couple of weeks, or not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that was a big number. But at the same time, you see the numbers that went on for linear tele. I mean, 50 million people watched the divisional round game between the Chiefs and the Bills, you know, over doubling that number that they got for Peacock that they were still really happy with. And look, Peacock, uh, uh, Amazon's paying a billion dollars a year for that. For that I mean, the NFL is going to be happy with that. Billion dollars for one game a week? And just the one Black Friday exclusive, yeah, the NFL's raking in the cash there. They don't care about that, I think, when it comes to Thursday night football because those numbers weren't ever as high as they were on Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night. They were, I mean, they're still, I mean, again, 13 million people. Literally everybody else would kill for 13, 14, 15 million people. Yeah. And that's like, ah, it's kind of disappointing for the NFL, right? And it's just still lapping the field in everything else, even though it's exclusive to Amazon. I'm I am really curious to see how this ends up working out. And I'm, I'm, it's fascinating to me that Netflix would be willing to make a 10-year commitment and do that instead of just kind of dipping a toe in and giving them, you know, $2 billion over four years, right? And, and just try to, okay, let's try this out for a little bit, see if it works. But to dive in head first, that clearly Netflix is all in on being able to find a way to generate revenue through this. Because there's one way Netflix can make money right now, and that's by people subscribing. But if they have the advertisement, they do all these different things, maybe they find different revenue sources. Yeah, so this is going to be the litmus test for, uh, for Netflix, the idea that you're going to have something live 52 weeks out of the year. 
maybe some specials along along the lines there as well. And so it pays for itself. Now, Nick Khan, Triple H, and the rest of WWE is banking on the audience just following along. It's like, you know what? Mm -hmm. USA for a long time, but we know the audience is going to be there. And even if the audience is not there, they're still getting paid. What they have chosen, and that's the right business move, is they've chosen the money, Gabe. They chose the money. Like, you'll pay us this much for how many years? No matter how good or bad our product is, we're still going to get paid. It's guaranteed. Sure. We'll give you 52 weeks a year of slop or great action or in between because you know how the wrestling cycle is. Oh, yeah. I mean, who's the next Roman Reigns in WWE? Now, now understand this, and this is why Netflix looks at WWE and says, well, look at all the corporate uh, sponsorships you have. You guys are traveling internationally now for your pay-per-views, for your your, um, PLEs. Man, I mean, this is huge. So we're definitely going to get in on that. But But here's the thing, though. So, Gabe, the thing is, is that I wonder about the future of the company. Like, like post-Roman Reigns, they decided to be able to, I mean, I guess with Roman Reigns now, but post-Roman Reigns, what does it look like? Does that deal still hold up after five years, six years? They made, they signed this deal without Stone Cold Steve Austin, without The Rock, without well, Michael's Undertaker. I mean, The Rock is, I guess, peripherally involved. We can get on, we can get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, just so much WWE news coming out today, this obviously being the biggest part of it. So I saw today online that Netflix, because right now it's U.S. and Canada, and then they're also internationally going to have the PLEs and and they're going to have Monday Night Raw. So this is a huge thing for Netflix in terms of having all those other things internationally, which is something I think that AEW recognized in terms of, hey, this is how we grow our product. Like we can still work internally, but hey, we can certainly go after something internationally, which is why they had such success at Wembley. And WWE starting to realize that as well with the success that they had. And I know Puerto Rico isn't international, but it started with Puerto Rico and doing what they've done in Montreal. And now they've got Perth coming up. They've got France, uh, Clash at the Castle, and all these different international events. So the international piece of this, I think, can't be forgotten. And additionally, 77 million people between the United States and Canada subscribe to Netflix. I mean, that's got to be getting very, very close to the number of cable subscribers and people who have access to USA. So realistically, from a business standpoint and the number of people, because that was always the big thing in the heyday of cable, right? Like how many how many people have access to your station? I think that's, that's something that maybe WWE looked at and went, well, this number for Netflix keeps growing. This cable number keeps going down. I mean, it's not going to be very long before Netflix meets in the middle of the number of people who have access to USA through traditional cable and the number of people who have Netflix. So they're kind of coming out in the wash there anyway in terms of who has access to Monday Night Raw. So going a little deeper into the weeds, because you and I talk about this on, on our sports platforms, you and ESPN Milwaukee and me at ESPN Chicago, we are just amazed at the ratings. I talked about it this morning. It's amazing that this story breaks because I was telling – my partner, David Kaplan, about this this morning. So I was just amazed. Saturday night, Packers, San Francisco, we're all watching, obviously. And we're talking 40 million people, 40 million people, 37.5 million viewers are watching this. The most since 94 since uh, Nancy Kerrigan said, why, why (laughs) Nancy Kerrigan's holding on to her, her ACL and her knee as a Galuli hit her with a pipe from the, from the back of the knee. Think about this. The, the bad TV night of Saturday still draws 37.5 million. You know what I was thinking about, Gabe? I was thinking, well, I tell you what, if Netflix is going to pay this to the WWE, mm-hmm. that means that the CBSs of the world, 
the the NBCs, even they even though they have Peacock, ABC, Disney, um, CW, Fox, they just don't have that kind of capital to be able to pay WWE because this has this is the sweetest deal the WWE has ever signed mm-hmm. because of how much money they're going to be making. So this tells us that with WWE going to this platform, as much as we love our Super Bowl on our usual networks or our World Series or college football playoff. In our lifetime, we're going to see our major events be put on a streaming platform. When when uh, John Skipper from Metal Arc Media said a couple years ago, you know, at some point we're going to be paying for the Super Bowl. It's going mm-hmm. to be it's, 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 people laugh, they scoff at like this guy, this old ESPN guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Nope. In our lifetime, just like WWE is getting all this money again, not necessarily with a draw. The company's a draw. No Austin, no Rock, no no headliner. It's just the company. There's going to be a time where these major events that you and I enjoy and all the sports fans enjoy will be on a platform like Netflix, and this is the beginning of it. I mean, what's what's Raw getting right now in terms of rating? Like 2 million people, a lot of times just under that number, right? Less than. Yeah. So, if I mean, if 1.5 million people in January of 2025, you know, if, if that's kind of the number, it even goes down to 1.5. Like I got to imagine Netflix is still going to be happy with that because you're drawing 1.5 million people to your product in 2025 on a regular basis, right? Like how many people, I mean, I think of some of the more popular things on Netflix, like Stranger Things. It's, and don't get me, who knows when the final season's actually going to ever air, but um, that's neither here nor there. But like so many people will sign up for Netflix, binge watch it, and then get rid of it, which is why now you see places like Apple Plus when they did with Ted Lasso, they didn't release it all at once. No, it's one episode every week, kind of going back to the way traditional TV did it. So they can't just, well, I'm going to sign up for a month. No, now if, if you have eight episodes, now you got to sign up for two months. Or if you stagger it right, maybe even three months, right? So that's what they're trying to do. And if you can get people to subscribe and stay connected so they're not just, you know, looking for Stranger Things or whatever the new Netflix series is or the Dave Chappelle comedy series. Oh, yeah, sure, I'll watch that. I'll sign up for one month. Well, now you can potentially get people hooked in, even if it's just 1.5 million. That's that's going to be significant to them for people tuning in each and every week. You know, it's I guess we can say this. What Netflix is doing, I believe, is the same theory as good karma brands in that we say 1.8, 1.9 on a high for raw. But mm-hmm. you know what Netflix is counting you subscriptions. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I bet you they don't subscribe to Nielsen like our company does not necessarily subscribe to Nielsen because it's about download. It's about interest. It's about being everywhere all at once with our company, right? I mean, yep. like on, on X, on Twitter, on YouTube, you know, on Facebook, all these different places where you can be able to consume our brand, not just Good Karma Wrestling, but all of the brand. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think Netflix is the same way, though. I think Netflix looks at it and says, oh, yeah. Nielsen, yeah, you know it's archaic. They probably the raw probably does two point five, but it's since that system's so archaic, you know what? This is what they. This is the kind of money that they are able to bring in. The amount of people that come to watch their events. This is how much they have for live events. Yep, we're gonna be all in with that. Mm-hmm. I know how they measure it? I do. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, hundred percent. And look, the other thing I've seen people making the leap of, and maybe it happens. But, I mean, it does kind of set the table for whenever Peacock and that contract expires, maybe the premium live events, maybe that library comes over to Netflix. But guess what? There's value in that too. Netflix is going to have to pay more for that 
right? Like, and, and maybe they give them a little bit of a sweetheart deal because they have so much invested in Monday Night Raw already to begin with. But that just screams to me that, no, the, the library and the PLEs also have a value. And WWE is just not going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll bring them over to Netflix for free. No. Nick Khan and company are going to be like, no, that has a cost associated with it. And Netflix would have to pay more for that. So I I'm, I don't think it's as guaranteed as, oh, yeah, they'll just bring all that over to Netflix. Because who knows if Netflix wants that, if Netflix wants to spend more money in the pro wrestling space. Because that's also for sale. WWE is doing this very similarly to what the NFL has done. Every piece that you have is for sale. And every piece has a price associated with it. So Motley Fool was talking about this, um, the, the website, talking about how in this year that the streaming TV service, uh, the revenue that Netflix is going to have is going to hit double digits again this year. It's already doing well now based on this um, this announcement today. But, I mean, we knew that there was growth in Netflix, clearly. But then when you have sports, and we kept hearing, and I know you hear the same things I hear about how the, the Apple's already got baseball. Mm-hmm. And MLS. Yeah, you know, maybe MLS more so than baseball. They get the Friday night package. I mean, that's fine. But I just think that Netflix looks at this and says, for sure, I got some 52 weeks a year plus, plus, plus extra stuff. You know what? This is going to start building our tier, our sports tier. And I think that's awesome. Now, uh, along those same lines, so what does this do for Tony Khan and AEW? Because that's the question, right, Gabe? Because it's yeah. right. WWE's got their deal solidified. I mean, if you want to jump in on one of these cable deals, you can, but you don't have the awareness or maybe the audience or the new audience that WWE is going to get with Netflix because being on Netflix, women, young people, that's not wrestling fans, will run into it and say, hmm, what's this? And they'll turn it on. And that's just another subscription, another click. But what about Tony Khan? What happens there? I think that no matter what, so I think the two most logical places – I think also then have to include that place's streaming streaming service. So if they stay with Warner Brothers Discovery, who then also might merge with Paramount apparently, Paramount Plus, and just make an even bigger one, like whatever that streaming app is called, you have to have it available on the streaming app to me. Because, I mean, right now you can go to TBS's app and TNT's app and, and you can watch back the shows, but that's, I mean, those apps aren't as popular as, as Max, right? And so I think if they, if they stick with Warner Brothers Discovery and WBD ends up giving them a pretty good deal, then sure. Or, I mean, maybe, maybe Disney and FX still really want to get into the pro wrestling game. And if you're with FX... That's Hulu. Like that, that, that all is, you know, so then you would have to, to me, make it available just like, you know, with any other FX uh, series. I know me and my wife just finished watching Fargo. That's available on the Hulu app, right? Like, so I think that's what you have to, I think those are the two options for, for AEW. And I mean, seeing this deal 10 years, uh, $5 billion. I mean, AEW is clearly not getting something like that, but I think they're going to get a pretty good deal where the viability of the company is still going to be in a pretty good spot because they're still going to be live. They're going to draw people in. A brother with a a North Dakota accent. Ah, it makes my heart sing. (laughs) (laughs) I I enjoyed that show too. Tremendously. (laughs) So I, I, I totally agree with that. So what you're saying makes sense. Because if 
since this deal's happened with Netflix, and if you're Warner Brothers Discovery, and again, the last stuff going on with them too, like the rumor and innuendo, like they might be parting, like they are parting with the NBA and say they can move on to something else. I'm like, what's something else? The NBA's yeah. going to be. You're not going to be in the college football business. You're in the NFL business. So, what? I mean, why would you part with the NBA? And like, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm on the phone every day, like, hey, let's get this done. I, I'm giving you everything you want. I'm giving you all these platforms of wrestling. It's on TNT and TBS. Let's lock in for five, six years. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I, the other thing that blows my mind about this, again, 10 years, $5 billion deal for WWE. I've I've kind of been under the assumption that this this TV bubble is going to burst at some point because the rights just keep getting more. And outside the and the NFL, the ratings and the number of people start to drop. I mean, not hugely, but they're they're falling a little bit. And the fact that again, drawing from other sports, when you see somebody as smart as Mark Cuban decide that, yeah, this is probably the time now to sell my team, but he still wants to be around it, so he has control of basketball operations. And the deal he did. It makes I'm paying attention to what happens in these TV deals going forward because I mean Warner Brothers Discovery has basically told us this like oh man it is getting tough to turn a profit on this with that being the number that we have to get right so the TV bubble may burst here probably not for the NFL and obviously not for the WWE anytime soon because they've locked in for 10 years but the TV bubble feels like in in the sports landscape like it's getting pushed to its limit. And maybe that does open the door a little bit for an AEW where you're, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery or FX looks at it and goes, yeah, they're not, you know, they, every once in a while they get to a million on Dynamite. Yeah, but for a fraction of the cost, I'm also getting a fraction of the audience, but that's, that's a number I can eat. That's a number I can turn a profit on. Yeah, and so I guess if you're Tony Khan and if you're AW, you keep going to them and say, "Hey, we're number one on Wednesday. We're number one." On yep. Wednesday. Now, what does that really mean in 2024, Gabe? I mean, number one, it, yeah, you want to be the best on your night. I get that. Yep. But then you look at the revenue side of it, and it's like, yes, I see that they've got stuff on the around the ring where they are locked into promoting a Warner Brothers Discovery movie or TV show. That's great. But outside of DraftKings. What else yeah. does, does AEW have where it's like, hey, man, they're making money hand over fist? See, that's the whole thing. And then the awareness. They did the Cracker Barrel match that one time. Years ago, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so, so, so now you've got the Bucks going down the street to the Cracker Barrel saying, hey, would you like to be a partner? Would you like to be a partner? I mean, that's all they have. It went down the street. Um, Cracker Barrel just screams Southern wrestling promotion, too. Like, it just – Old school Southern wrestling promotion. By the way, in this economy, beggars can't be choosers. Get anybody. Oh, no. Get as much money as you can, you know? Yeah. If Waffle House is going to give you money, you take it. Still waiting for that one wrestling company that had that automobile. That's when you broke broke the scene. Oh, yeah. When Mm -hmm. you get, when it's, you know, when it's Mazda or whatever, you know, the car, the Chevy, whatever. When you can get that as a title sponsor, Royal Rumble presents. You know, the Chevy presents Royal Rumble, you know. Yeah. Revolution brought to you by Cadillac. When you start doing that, it's like, okay, now you've broken through the glass ceiling. I just think Tony Khan probably shit his pants looking at that story coming across today because he's like, I don't want to be left held in the bag. I don't want to be on the CW app, you know, like the NWA. <laughs> you know? And look, 
I don't think he will. Like, I think Dynamite is a strong enough program. Who knows? Maybe they have to get rid of Rampage. Maybe they have to get rid of Collision. But I think there is a viable way for AEW to have a pretty good TV deal based on this today. Now, again, they're not getting 10 years. They're not getting $5 billion, But I think that there's a, an area where they can get a pretty good TV deal to continue AEW going forward. Um Ted from Hammond, by the way, I know we got one other story, but Ted from uh, Hammond, Indiana checks in with us and says he's worried more about bad creative in the future of WWE when ratings are irrelevant. Well, well, let me just let me just say this. Um, I would worry about that um, under Vince, like if Vince full in his full control. Mm-hmm. I would not worry about that now because in this, as we just laid out, Netflix said yes to WWE. Under this Nielsen of 1.6, 1.7 million, they're not killing it in the ratings. As a matter of fact, from the Fox standpoint, from SmackDown, uh, Fox was disappointed at the numbers. Even though I think SmackDown won the night more times than that on Fridays, they were mm-hmm. disappointed in the ROI from SmackDown. They thought they were getting a lot more. And they want to put their college basketball, their college football on Friday nights on main Fox. SmackDown is just not getting it done for them. Even though it's good, they feel like they do better with, with live sports instead of sports mm-hmm. entertainment. But I mean, I wouldn't. I, no, I don't worry about bad creative because Triple H is not going to let it slip. You may not like some of the stuff there, but it just it won't be um, 2001, 2002 bad for the WWE because you've already got stars there. You got young stars. Triple H won't let it slip that much because ratings do matter, but revenue matters even more. Yeah, and and the number, like the internal number, whether or not get, that gets shared, I'm sure initially it will be. Whatever that internal number is with Netflix, a lot of times they'll put it out there like, oh, within the first week, X amount of people were streaming this show. Like Netflix has those numbers, and that's the great thing about working with a streamer. They have access to all of those numbers because they know who's out watching all the programs and movies and everything that they have available. The other interesting part of this to me is, Jay Hood, like this is so much money the WWE couldn't say no to the point where they don't know where Raw is going to air for the final three months of this year. Yeah, I noticed. Who knows? Who's you know? Who knows where Monday Night Raw is going to be in October, November, and December of 2024? We who should, knows? They don't care because they're getting 500 million dollars starting January 1st. We should whiteboard that. That's a story. That was a side note to all of this. That. They will stay on the USA Network through, is it through October or like October 1st, 2024? I, I don't know. I don't know when the contract, I'm trying to think of, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's through October. So it's either the last two or three months. So I don't know if it's through October, could be the middle of October, who knows, whenever the TV, whenever the current TV deal runs through. They will find a way to get an extension with USA. And if not, WWE's Twitter is going to be unbelievable because they'll be- <laughs> Just live stream, just like GKW. Then one of us, one of us, one of us. I mean, WWE.com is going to be the hottest place to be able to see your ramp to uh, Survivor Series. Uh, they're not doing anything on December anyway. So yeah, I mean, they could just take December off. You know, just you know, throw up a couple clip shows on YouTube and call it a day. But yeah. it's. I mean, it's so much money. They're like, yeah, we'll figure that out later. Who cares? You yeah. know, the most likely thing, like you said, is extension with USA, but who knows? But it is important, by the way, to be able to tell people, besides social media, you got to do it on the TV, because I think USA will allow this because they're a long standing relationship. 
Well, and they're still, I mean, USA has SmackDown. So USA is still in the WWE business. They're just changing the program that they're associated with. And what day will that air? We don't know that yet, do we? I, right now it's still Friday, but when the when the deal was signed, it was kind of, yeah, Friday, but maybe it'll move because Nikon's open to moving it, whatever works best, best with their partners at USA. Raw may not be on Monday either, or is that? I didn't think I saw that. Saw that Raw is going to Netflix. Did they say it's going to be on Monday? I did not see. I don't know. If, I don't think I ever saw anything specifically saying Monday. I just said, you know, it just that everything was Raw is going to um, Netflix. So maybe it's Tuesday night Raw. Maybe it's Wednesday night. Who knows? Yeah, that is a thing because that was uh, the question of where the sh if they're going to move, where's those shows going? USA is going to hold on to the legs of WWE as long as possible. They're going to hold on to their ankles, say mm -hmm. please don't leave because we just can't keep running uh, Chrisley knows best specials because that guy's in jail. Yeah, no, we're we're out of fresh ones. Don't have any more. <laughs> don't have any more. Can't can't any more Chrisley. We got to keep playing Barmageddon. <laughs> it's the best thing. Best thing we got right now is Barmageddon, which is still loosely tied to WWE since one of the hosts is a uh, is is Nikki Garcia, formerly known as Nikki Bella. Um, also in the I got one other question. One yeah. Question before you turn, the question I have for you, Gabe, is so in 2025, this will be one of our topics to our audience at some point. But we're doing it now. So, what is the flagship show in 2025? Monday Night Raw. On Netflix. Look, you're getting $500 million a year. That's your, that's your flagship show. Or maybe not. I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, if, if it depends upon the nights. I think it all kind of depends upon the nights everything falls. Like if, if, if SmackDown still ends up being on Friday night on cable, like that's going to be a worse number than Fox. Probably, you know, a little less than what they're getting on Monday night, right? Maybe it ends up being less than what they have. On, I just always have a hard time, even though right now SmackDown, and we've said it on, on GKW before, like SmackDown's the flagship show right now. It's the one that gets the most viewership. It has the champion of Roman Reigns on that show, and it's been that way for a while. Like The Rock showed up the first time they were on Fox. You know, like this was a huge deal when SmackDown went to Fox, but there's just still something as, you know, with the old school wrestling fan in me, it's hard to imagine Monday Night Raw not being the flagship show of WWE. All right. We have other news as well. The Rock now has, by the way, permission to use that however he sees fit. So Dwayne Johnson joining the board of TKO. He was one of the many people who were on hand ringing the bell um, for the New York Stock, Stock Exchange earlier today. So the news that came out of that, Dwayne Johnson on the board. And as a part of this deal, he now has uh, full permission and use of The Rock, which WWE had previously owned. Uh, that's big news that Dwayne Johnson can be able to be known as The Rock. That works. Mm -hmm. But him being on the board of the TKO, that's strong. Very, very strong. That means more money for Seven Bucks Production, more money for The Rock. And, uh, you know, I think that that's, uh, that's very interesting. Why wouldn't you have The Rock there? Number one guy in Hollywood, start trying to start the spring league again. Hopefully he doesn't lose too much money. It was a disaster last year. Uh, but being part of TKO, I think that that works. It works for – I think that gives more gravitas to what they already have at TKO. That he puts, so, he, so he has his hands in the pie of wrestling and MMA. Uh, yeah, and I think that's great. Uh, by the way, my prediction with him now owning The Rock uh, – 
my my guess is he's going to work with Roots of Fights and he's going to have some rock merchandise released through them because that was something he was working on a couple of, like 10 years ago he was working on that. Last time he came back and fought at WrestleMania, that never came to fruition. I bet that gets back into works this time around uh, now that he has full use of The Rock. You know, I think the three of us, um, along with Broach, wondered what wrestling would be like post-Vince McMahon. It's glorious. <laughs> it's glorious. It's glorious. Nick Khan, we don't say enough about him because he's a guy behind the scenes. He'll do a media appearance every now and then. Gabe Neitzel, look what he's done since he's taken over. The guy was an agent, a super agent, but also understands the marketing end. To the point where this is a, something I'm sure that Nick Khan and WWE worked out. It wasn't Vince. It was Nick Khan and the WWE worked this out. And on top of that, as we saw on Monday Night Raw, they did a somehow, some way, but through the sheer uh, the sheer magic, they cleaned up Hogan's image to say 40 years of Hulk Hogan. Oh, God. And now more merch for Hogan and more merch for WWE. For those that's on Hogan's he's- I mean, he's, he's he's showing up in the Rumble. He's going to be in the Rumble. I, I'm fully convinced after watching that last night, yeah. Hogan's going to be in the Rumble on Saturday. I don't know if he's going to be able to be thrown over the top rope, but I think he's going to be there. He's in his backyard of Tampa St. Pete. He'll be there. He's he's coming down the ramp. We're going to be. You're going to hear, you know, the five, four, three, two, one, man. When it comes crashing down, and and he's gonna be, he's gonna. Oh Oh, no! (sighs) I want to see that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you. Look, I don't want to see it either. Look, Royal Rumble is my favorite event. I don't want Hogan running wild and ruining my 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 Royal Rumble on on Saturday night. But get used to the idea. The wrestling doll for Hogan, and by the way, the hair. By the way, it was like from 1970. Uh, he actually had a full head of hair. The wrestling <laughs> they had in the commercials and on Monday Night Raw, and then talking about 40 years of Hogan, like the first, if this was 40 years ago that WrestleMania started in WWE, and I'm just like, whoa, they're just capitalizing on every little thing to make everything mm-hmm. merchandising, uh, uh, align themselves with fanatics. All of this, oh, yeah. all of this is, is Nick Khan. Well, the WWE and the NFL doing the championship belts. Like every little bit of business that they can do, they're doing right now. Um, and then finally, uh, make sure you brush up on that resume because it looks like Kevin Patrick is out on SmackDown. So I'm going to be nominating Jonathan Hood as the uh, the play-by-play voice to be sitting next to Corey Graves on SmackDown. Is that a story for real? What is it? That's a story for real, yeah. Looks like KP's out. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That was quick. Yeah, well, so the rumor and the story goes that, you know, they had Michael Cole doing both shows, and then Michael Cole, they took him off SmackDown as kind of like, hey, this is a sink or swim moment for you, Kevin Patrick, and apparently they've decided it's not working. No news on who exactly is going to be stepping up and taking his place on Friday Night SmackDown next to Corey Graves. My guess is this week, I mean, if it's not going to be KP this week, you probably just have Michael Cole do it this week. With doing, you know, you have Friday and then Saturday. By the way, yes, Saturday. Gunther, it is Saturday, yes. uh, the Royal Rumble. So you just probably have Michael Cole do back-to-back nights. Okay. So I will be honest, as I always am on this show, uh, I thought that Patrick was fine. Yeah. Right, but what fine. Um, because when it was a three-man boot, there was Michael Cole holding his hand. 
Kevin Patrick, I think, was fine. It's not like he didn't have uh, uh, product knowledge. I think that it was fine uh, for what he was doing. Clearly a disconnect there. I got an idea for a guy. Let me think. Oh, Mauro Ronaldo. That, that, uh, how, about, how about that for a name? If it, Just keep him away from JBL. I think he'll be doing just fine. Thank you. And that was the whole problem. JBL being a bully to Mauro Ronaldo. Mr. Call Everything, why don't you let me talk a little bit? And you don't. Morrow's um he was really good. I enjoyed I enjoyed the Morrow era when he was doing SmackDown. He was good on NXT, but you yep. know he goes to WWE and he gets bullied by JBL. And as we know, Morrow's mental health has not been great in, you know in his in his life. And so he didn't want to have all that smoke. So I went back to the MMA and and, and boxing what he was doing. So I don't know. There's a guy there that knows knows WWE, loves wrestling, and had some great calls, as we well know. You you remember like I remember those great NXT shows mm-hmm. uh, that he would do, um, and those specials he would do. I mean, it was classic calls that would just take care of it right away. But all the best to Kevin Patrick out as the lead announcer, huh? So, yeah. Um, okay. Just thought I'd throw it in there again, just because, you know, you should get a brush up that resume. You know, get Jonathan Hood doing his uh, his JR impersonation on Friday nights. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, well, here, here's the thing. The first time that Corey Graves does a, says a smart-ass thing to me, I'm hitting him in the throat, and I'll be fired anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what will happen. He's, he's the heel announcer. He's supposed to do that, Jay Hood. He's supposed to get under your skin. Yeah, that's that's a problem for me. That's a problem for me. I, I mean, it's the first time that he says something sideways to me, the South Side of Chicago comes out and I hit him in his throat. And so that's fair. So, so that and that'll be all for for Jay Hood. Yeah. Okay. So Jay Hood made it about 16 minutes into his first ever SmackDown before he gets fired for laying the SmackDown. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. This broadcast, a special show that we're doing right here, features two, not one, two play by play. The guy right here to my left here, if you're watching on YouTube, also is a play-by-play man. Uh, so why don't you – you should be able to be doing this, sir. All right. I, I, and I think I would be able to restrain myself from, you know, physically assaulting Corey Graves. So maybe maybe I would be a better fit at that point. As uh, Again, going to be interesting to see what they do on Friday. We'll be back here, though, on Thursday. It was just too big. That Ten years, $5 billion like we couldn't hold it in anymore. We had to talk about it somehow, some way. I'm sure we'll talk about it more with Brian Rowitz when he rejoins the show on Thursday. Again, GKW every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Make sure you're checking it out or join the conversation. Uh, subscribe over on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at Good Karma Wrestling. We'll be back on Thursday. This has been a special edition of GKW.